Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode, towards the end, like when I was obviously very, very depleted, I did start having a few hallucinations and things, looking at my arm at one point, and my skin was moving. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plod, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome back to the Running With Jake podcast with me, your host, Jake Lowe. This is the place for your weekly dose of running motivation. We're super fired up. We're ready for it. We have been given great news that there's a mini heat wave coming to the UK. Wait! So it's put us all in a fantastic mood. <laughs> we are ready for it. Yes, we are. But could you just... Come on. What's that noise? You're in Bristol. I'm in Derby. We're recording this yeah. remotely. I've got you on the screen. But I can hear a noise. What's the noise? Ah, you can hear that? Yes, I can hear that. I didn't think you'd be able to hear that. Well, it's it's a bit of a pain, to be honest. I mean, I love it down here where we live, but obviously the weather's out, the sun's out, and it's bringing everybody out. People are going a bit a bit bonkers. What's happening is someone riding around on a motorcycle. It sounds like a little 50cc motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's Stephen next door. He's been on it all morning, to be honest with you, and I thought, no, I'll calm down, I'll calm down. I mean, I've shut I've shut the patio doors. What's so, he been on? That, What's he been on? What is it? Shall I... Is do that, you want me to sh- is shut it a window? motorcycle or is it a chainsaw? I think it's a chainsaw. He's got what well, I saw a delivery the other day. The parcel was massive, really long. So you know, one of those big—is it? Do you call it a bush cutter? I don't know. I don't know. Not, I don't know. Is it a bush cutter? No, it's a brush cutter. I've got a brush cutter. But it could be that. It could be no, one not of them. A brush. No, a bush. Bush cutter. No, it's like a, a brush cutter. Are you putting an R in that? I'm, I can't yeah, understand. it's an R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So brush, brush, a brush. Yes, yeah. Brush cutter. Yeah. yeah, I think it might be one of those he's got. But <laughs> It's pretty noisy. It's pretty noisy. I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised you can't hear the cock next door because 3 a.m. he starts. Stars. 3 a.m. Starts what? He starts. Cock-a-doodle-doing. Oh, right. I see. Sorry, I see. Right. I love the sound of nature and wildlife sure. down here. We've got an owl as well, which is, is lovely. Love the sound of a good owl. Yeah. But the cock next door just drives me up the wall, I'll be honest. And, and I wouldn't mind if he at least waited until a little bit later, you know, in the morning, but he doesn't. So yeah, it's all going off. Well, look, let me let me shut the window. See right. if that helps. Okay. Let me shut please, the window. Please it? do, because this is a this is a professional podcast. We've got listeners all over the world, dude. Yeah, hang on, hang on. And that, is that any better? I can still hear it. I don't really know what else I can do. It's going to have I mean, to do. It's going to have to do. It's going to have to. The thing do. is, I would I would go round and, and ask him. Look, can you just can you just just stop but the problem is I'm, I'm personal training his wife Nancy now so it's a little bit awkward isn't it yeah and let's not forget that he's got uh, he's, he could brush cut your head in a second yeah, or chain, from a distance or, or from chainsaw a distance, it actually. or drive you off the road on his 50cc chicken chaser or what the, what is it what is that <laughs> what is it the thing is Martina's actually working from home this week right so she's studying at home which is great sure. she loves it but she hears nothing because she works in like the veterinary hospital and she's used to all these sounds and bleeps and whizzing and machine she's just oblivious to anything she doesn't hear anything she can't she hear she... the lunatic with the chainsaw no. running around no 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 no, no <laughs> right no. You, you try setting a timer for the cooker for like you know you put some chicken in the oven mm. and she doesn't she doesn't hear that bleep That's... i mean it could just be bleeping all day long she'll never hear it she just won't just oblivious <laughs> can you still hear can you yes, still hear that i can still hear that whatever it is whatever that t- that 50 that 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 little two stroker is there's a lot of blue smoke coming out of it it's about to blow a gasket 
I'm sure it is. Listen to that. It's ridiculous. Anyway, look, sorry, just crack on. Just do what you were doing because, you know, yeah, we do have listeners all over the world. Yeah, this is a world-class podcast. Um, it is. But, you know, the guy next door is he's ruin, he's ruining it. That's fine. It's fine. Don't have a problem with it. Look, if you're going to run well, you've got to get into the zone. And right now, if you listen to this podcast, you've got to get in the zone. So we're just going to block it out together. We're all in this together. It's going to be absolutely fine. We've got a great show lined up for you. If you listened to the episode last week, you remember I caught up with Ben Shepard, who was taking on a bonkers, insane 24-hour challenge running for 24 hours non-stop around a 400-metre athletics track, all to raise money. I caught up with him at 8pm on the Friday night. This was... Uh, halfway through his challenge at the 12 hour point he was about to head into the night time running through the night with zero sleep this is how he was doing 12 hours deep mate um 95k approaching so getting up to that 100k mark and then 60 mile i think is 96k so and then over 100k then is you know up to that 100 mile 40 miles i should have 11 hours to get that done so bearing a disaster um, this is where exactly where I wanted to be at this point. I kind of just find a bit of a groove now. Look, there's been a few dark patches, not going to lie, obviously. Uh, some nutrition stuff didn't go as well as I wanted it to go. Had some really bad stomach issues after saying to you that I never have stomach issues. What strategy have you got getting through the night, Ben? Because, you know, I mean, look, it's quarter past eight now as I call you. I'm ready to put my feet up. Martina, my girlfriend, is she, she's uh, uh, eating her strawberries after dinner. She's getting ready to put oh. Netflix on. Yeah. What, what, what's your strategy to get through the night, man? To be honest, mate, the strategy to get through the night has been get to this point. I, I've been setting myself mini goals all day. First one was get that marathon done, then 50 mile, and then once I got through 50, I knew I was halfway. I wanted to do 50 in 10 hours. I did it 10.01, I think, but we had lots of other stuff going on, lots of people to talk to and things, so I was happy with that. I feel pretty strong at the moment, and uh, like I said, I've I've had big lulls, but at the moment, I'm I'm up, up at a peak. I'm sure I will have another couple of couple of hard times, no doubt. But um, I'm in the position I wanted to be in at this point, definitely. Man, I mean, you've got so many people supporting you. Every time I look at your Instagram when you go live, there's so many people watching. It honestly gives me goosebumps talking to you right now. I kid you not. This is no word of a lie, Ben. This is... It's unreal what you're doing. I, I just can't imagine it. I think it's incredible. And you're still finding ways to break down this mammoth task into those bite-sized, yeah. manageable chunks. So we all know how you eat an elephant. It's one bite at a time. I, I think it's awesome. Talking of taking one bite at a time, you had a few uh, nutrition issues. You, you didn't yeah. take your mate's advice with the crispy Krems. It wasn't that that killed you, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't that, no. In fact, I just got off a phone call with him. Uh, I didn't give any... Didn't, didn't get any crispy Krems. I was trying a new brand, um, and I did run a half marathon last weekend on it, and I felt fine. But I think this is a different kettle of fish, isn't oh, it? Man. My own fault. I should have probably stuck to my guns, and uh, you know, I it just had a much denser carbohydrate volume. And with this, obviously, I wanted to take in a decent amount of grams of carbs every hour, but I couldn't do it. And you know, it's a problem. You just overcome those problems, and like you said, break down the goals, like everyone should do in life, with every task, break down the goals into small manageable goals and once you can do that then eventually you'll get to that um 
to that overarching goal. You know, when people calling you up like myself and you're doing your lives and mates calling you and stuff, do you find that helpful? Does it distract you or is it is it, it actually more of, an effort, uh, more of an effort? It depends where you are, right? Are you in a peak or are you in a trough? Okay. It's hard to speak to people if you're in a trough. Sure. You just want to get, you know, you just want to be with yourself and you latch onto any bad thing anybody ever says. And then, you know, there's no malice attached to anything, but if someone says something or makes an offhand comment, it's hard to get through that when you're in this position. So, you know, it's one of those things that you just got to deal with it and really be happy that people are supporting you and want to talk to you. That's the main thing. And uh, actually, mate, I wanted to say to you, I watched uh, I watched your um, Instagram video on stroke volume earlier on. Okay. Today. Like actually, the last video I watched before I put my phone away, <laughs> I was thinking my stroke volume is going to be class after this. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have the strongest heart in the world, my friend. I tell you, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, clearly you're pacing it very well. I can't help but keep keep tabs on what you're doing. And honestly, you, you you sound awesome talking to you now on the phone. Nobody would guess the the distance that you've done. I love you, man. I think you're awesome. We've all got you back. Go smash it. I'm going to let you take a breather as much as you can and, and have some downtime. Get through it in one piece, chief. And we'll. We'll catch up when you've rested and recovered. Catch you soon, buddy. So that's what happened when I caught up with him halfway through his challenge. But I must admit, I, I woke up the following day. I was like, how has he got on? What's what's happening? And I was concerned. I messaged you, Pete. Do you remember? I messaged you saying, man, how, how, is, it, is Ben finished? Because he just went quiet on social media. I was worried about him. I was genuinely thought, he's not he's not finished. There's a problem. There's an issue. Fortunately, I did hear from him. I got a message. He was up for a debrief. And we've got him on now. Ben, let's start from the ground up. How are your feet? <laughs> uh, I could do with a new pair. Let's put it like that. Um, it was a bit more brutal on the old feet than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the grass was a, a little longer than expected. Um, and obviously with going the pace that I was going or trying to go as slow as like pace myself to go a little bit slower, um, my knee raise wasn't as high my stride length wasn't as long so it was kind of like especially when it was getting wet this my toes were kind of grazing the tops of the grass with every stride so straight from the go they were really really wet i changed my trainers i think three times over the course of the over the day they're suffering a little bit i have blisters on the bottom of my feet which i've never had before so yeah that's that's very tender and then both of my big toes are pretty bad. I've got a lot of swelling in my legs, but I think that's just obviously from being on my feet for that amount of time. Sure. Um, but they are kind of starting to drain a little bit at the moment. And it is so obvious, like when I wake up in the morning, um, we're recording this on the Monday, so I actually slept pretty well for the first time last night um, and I w- when I wake up this morning it was so obvious the size difference in my legs to when I went to sleep last night if that makes sense wow. and I've got um, I've got like a massage gun um, and I was just doing it on my quads and my hamstrings uh, yesterday and you could just see it was weird it was like there was almost liquid in my legs and you could kind of see it shaking so it wasn't like a normal like muscle shake it was just like yeah it was very strange it was like almost like i was um doing it on a water balloon or something like that that's what happens to my thighs uh, ben because of the cellulite <laughs> <laughs> is that not supposed to happen <laughs> i don't i don't think so mate i don't think so <laughs> so what, 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 what was the first meal that you had then when you finally recovered and you came around i know we caught up and i was catching up with you on your instagram rather keeping an eye on what was going yeah. off and i know you had one or two issues with with the food side of things did you have like a treat meal was it a big reward what did you have it was a struggle to be honest i 
we finished at eight o'clock, just after eight o'clock, about ten past eight, and um, my body kind of shut shut down a little bit. I think because I. I was moving for so long and then you sit down and literally that was the first time I sat down in in that amount of time and started to get very cold very quickly and I couldn't really stomach anything for a while. Uh, I did come home then fairly quickly after finishing and tried to eat a sandwich, like something really not very exciting and a piece of cold pizza. Um, and I just I just couldn't stomach anything, so I jumped straight into bed, tried to get some sleep. That didn't work either. Tried to get a bath. That didn't really work either. So it was a it was a process really on the Saturday of just riding it out. I was so delirious in terms of time and stuff like I didn't know what time it was. Didn't have a clue. My mum FaceTimed me and she was she was uh, still in bed, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing in bed?" Because to me it was like the middle. I, I didn't know what time it was. I was like, "Why?" And then I looked at my phone. It was like, "Oh, right, okay, it's half past eight. I understand." But it took it just took a while to kind of get my bearings back. And to be honest, until the, till this morning, I I've been a little bit. I haven't really had any comprehension of what time it was, or when in the day it was, or you know, my appetite was is it has been very strange. I've been hungry at very strange points. Not obviously traditionally you wake up, you're hungry, you lunch lunch and then your dinner. Um I, I think I'm just in such a massive calorie deficit probably at the moment that my body just probably can't get enough food. I'm craving carbs and stuff like that, but I would imagine that's probably that's probably just because of the calories deficit. I mean, it's such a shock to the system, isn't it? Physically and mentally, yeah. no doubt, when you take on something like this. And added to this, and we spoke about this a lot when we when we we last caught up, it's, it's the lack of sleep. Because like you say, it just makes you delirious. You don't know where you are. We know that our tolerance levels take a serious uh, kicking if we are tired. But the fact you just kept going round and round and round on that track is just unbelievable. Well, how, what did you do fueling-wise then? Because obviously when we, we caught up, you were just going into the night. How did you manage things through the night with with the food what sort of things were you consuming because i'm sure people listening to this would be quite interested you know nutrition and fueling for races and training runs is a big a big subject hot topic what did you do i would probably do what i did totally different if i did it again um i like i said to you i was really struggling in terms of um, keeping anything down. Normally my stomach's been good and I don't know why what happened happened, whether it was just partly anxiety, partly um, just a new product that I had tested, but just not in this sphere, if that makes sense. Like I, I had I had used it for some mid-length run, sort of half marathon length stuff. Mm. I hadn't used it for anything over, you know, 14 miles. So maybe it was something to do with that. Maybe it was something to do with the conditions, which were just so, so bad. My heart rate to start with was was spiking and I just couldn't work out why. So I don't know. It was just, I think it was an amalgamation of things that really kind of led to me having stomach issues for, for to be honest, the vast majority of the challenge. And um, yeah, I, I had to switch back to just using SIS electrolyte and carb powder, um, which is 25 grams of carbs every 500 mil. So not enough. And you're not going to be able to consume enough carbs by using that. But it was the only thing that I could use at that point. So I was using that and then just water and um, and trying to take in some solid food as well. Uh, just genuinely just like chicken sandwiches, just to try and get some bread in. Just trying to give my body something that it was obviously craving. But I couldn't 
stomach it and then when I ate it I had a period after the fact where I felt super ill but then then if I got through that then I felt good so I knew that I needed to eat it but it was kind of that when you're in that place where you're like I know if I eat this I'm going to go through a bad period before I come out the other side and go for a good period there were quite a few times where I kept saying to myself right I'll get this 5k out of the way and when I get to 5k I'll I'll have something to eat and then I'll finish off the 10k but when I got to the 5k I was feeling good so I'd carry on and then I'd get to a point where I shouldn't have let myself get to where I was like struggling and needing food badly and then obviously you go down a you go down a a slope then that that you don't really want to you don't really want to go down so in terms of like nutrition I think that was probably the one thing that um, definitely could have been worked on more but at the same time it's such a hard challenge to really plan for in terms of nutrition I think I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes and your sweaty shoes and I think if you <laughs> if you know you, you've got this plan you've got this right this is the what I'm going to do now be it nutrition be it pace be it combination of both and all of a sudden you find that you're getting into a bit of a flow and you're feeling okay do, do you stop and stick to your game plan or actually do you just trust yourself to feel okay and just kind of kind of keep going and obviously now in hindsight you're saying well actually maybe I shouldn't have done that and maybe I'd make some changes it must be so difficult so difficult to constantly Mm. think about and draining how am I feeling Mm -hmm. for 24 hours how am I feeling there's so many variables like we spoke about before and and it was kind of like dealing with a lot of it on the fly because you know it's it's not something that even many people have got experience with so I can't really talk or I couldn't really talk to too many people about it I know there's a lot of people that have done races on um, hard standing athletic strike but obviously this one was grass as well which it does add an extra element to it it might be slightly easier on your joints but I do think that it's probably the more difficult choice when it comes to doing a race like this. And it's more varied, isn't it, I guess, Ben? It, it, it's, it can vary depending Definitely. on the, the conditions and the temperature and things the like conditions. that. Whereas you're running on a track or you're running on a tarmac, like it's either wet or it's dry. You know, the give is still the same. Exactly, and you can kind of deal with that then, and it is kind of a bit easier to get into that flow state, if you will. But, yeah, with this, there was just so many things that, that did continually change and the weather really wasn't on our side from very very early on which was more difficult than if maybe the weather had held out for the first six or seven hours and then turned whereas it it pretty much rained on me from the go and continued to do so um, until the night really which was which was which was dry in terms of rain but then cold and starting to get quite dewy so it was you know it was wet because of that so there was there was that element to it as well and it was just really really difficult to to 100% plan for um, and, and know what I was going to be feeling like and when and I think the one thing that worried me the most during the challenge that um, if I'm honest I didn't really say to anyone about apart from my girlfriend like if anything was going to stop me, it was probably going to be my dehydration levels because uh, right at the start when it was hammering it down, so literally I'm 18 miles in. Now, I've done distances like 18 miles, so for me to to be going to the toilet and be really, really, really badly dehydrated and really worrying like at that level, I didn't know why my body was not taking in the fluid or not processing the fluid or why my sweat rate was so high or what was going on I couldn't work it out um until 
I just I just had to basically flood my system with as much fluid as I could and then stuff started to come back and I think it was just an amalgamation of you know the weather being so wet um which does kind of have this weird effect on you you feel like you think you're maybe taking in more fluid than you are and then maybe also this the different carbohydrate drinks that I was using I think maybe had a higher level of a few things that I than I was used to and that all just kind of went into a big cauldron of just stuff and it just dehydrated me even more and and when I got through that period of dehydration then following that in the evening then I I I don't know what was going on I was taking in fluid but it was literally just coming straight out like it was going in and coming straight out it was it was almost like every two or three laps I was having to go to the toilet and it was like my body just just was like well we need all our energy just to keep this guy's legs going so we're not even going to process this water i've never experienced that before where i'm literally taking fluid in and it is literally coming out i'm almost staying dehydrated when even taking in the the fuel and the and the uh, and the fluid that i needed so that was a very very strange strange thing and, and then towards the end like when i was obviously very very um depleted I did start having a few hallucinations and things looking at my arm at one point and my skin was moving and I was like that like that's not real I can't like that's not real I know that's not real but it it looked 100% real and I went to the toilet and the toilet was coming up it was like coming towards me and it was all just it just all started getting very very strange towards the end even though I knew I was going to get it done and I was feeling okay in myself I could tell things weren't quite working maybe like they should be. Uh, have you ever experienced anything like this? Because you've done some big stuff before, we know about that, some big yeah. challenges. But in terms of hallucinations, because I hear people talking about this that do these mammoth tasks and challenges, is this the first time you've ever experienced it? Yeah, it is. I think um, I think part of it was just because of the uh, kind of the delirium of the whole thing as well. It was just so... Um, Particularly in the night, it was very, very, very disorientating because you had no reference point. I had a head torch on. The only real reference point was like the gazebo that we had up um, for the guys to sit in that were were there working and supporting. Um, but if I was looking in front of me, you know, two or three feet with the head torch, I was just going around and around and around, which I was. There was there was times where I'd have to have a look up and try and work out where I was on the track because you were just following that white line and it it that did become very very disorientating I think that was part of it and it sounds weird like I said this to a couple of people but I, I genuinely think I was dizzy I, I think there was part of that in play as well because I know it's a I know it's a a large track you wouldn't think you're not like spinning around a broom or something but to be that's got to throw off your equilibrium slightly going round that many times for that amount of time. So it just feels like one big, big experience that almost I was drunk over. It was very strange. <laughs> How long in the making was this? Thing? The track, like two weeks. But, but the, chal- the, cha- okay. the challenge but the chal- was a couple so- of months. Like I, I knew I wanted to do it around a track, but it just the fact that it was going to be a 400-metre track... I think was yeah that was that was the thing that was pretty last minute and that, that was just because of you know the situation that we're currently in but in terms of in terms sure. of pacing like I did do pretty much exactly what I wanted to do and um I think what what I said to you um when I spoke to you that night if I'm remembering correctly which I very well may not be um 
is that I wanted to I wanted to get through that first 50 in 10 hours and I knew that was very doable but to do that I wanted to make sure that I was um you know covering the distance fairly efficiently and the the difficulty is when you when you try when you run slow or run s- slower than your normal pace um slower than your normal comfortable pace I should say sure. is that it does change your movement efficiency how how tall are you ben are you, are you a tall guy yeah i'm pretty tall i'm six three so which um, can be awkward can't it yeah. to run slow enough the difficulty in kind of assembling your your limbs and your joints mm. you've got to coordinate them haven't you to, to able to enable you to to move forward at the pace that you know is right for you that must be so challenging when you're running so awkwardly slow as it was for you yeah, I kept saying, like, every time I was coming around, I was like, I'm going too fast, I'm going too fast, I'm going too fast, like, at the start. And I was moving so well at the start, and I knew I was. And um, I just, yeah, it was it was hard to to kind of, yeah, get that set up right, really. And actually something that I've, I've felt over the past... 48 hours I suppose yeah 48 hours since since finishing is my my lower back and my hamstrings which I don't really ever have too much trouble with are fairly sore and I think that's just because of the flat the, like how flat it was you know it, it's something that I think I don't want to say your body isn't supposed to do because that's one of the things that I want to like show to everybody and hopefully this has showed to everybody is that the body is capable of some amazing things and I think it's only the limitations that you put on yourself through your mind that you say you can't do these things. So many people throughout this whole process have said to me, I can do that. And genuinely, I do think that 99% of those people, if they're fit and healthy and have done some relevant training for whatever that goal may be they're going to be able to achieve that goal and whether that be running for 100 miles 50 miles 30 miles a marathon you're going to be able to do it if you put the work in well i think we can all safely say you absolutely smashed it ben although you did 100.7 miles i believe is that right yeah 100.7 yeah that's correct we are not just tempted to round it up a little bit just to go to 101 (laughs) that's what everybody does with the with these running watches I was. I um actually the 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 what I kind of wanted was one oh four point eight, so I could say it was four back to back marathons. But oh, uh, wow. at, at, at one point, I just I, I was just in a in a place where I was like, Do you know what? Anything over a hundred at this point, I'm happy. And when I hit that hundred mark, like for me, that's something I've wanted for a while. Um, and uh, to do it in twenty four hours is um it's a decent benchmark, and it's something that something I'm going to be very proud of and obviously raising the money that we raised as well and doing it for these charities. I presume the uh, it's still open, you can, the appeal is still open and people can can go and support you, I guess, Ben? Yeah, if, if anybody wants to support and if anybody already has supported, obviously, absolute huge thank you to you. It was uh, it was amazing, the support that we had over the day and I didn't, I didn't get to check much of it um, during the actual challenge but the guys were shouting stuff out to me and and afterwards I was like lying in bed pretty much all of yesterday going through things which was amazing to see all of the all the messages and all the donations but if you would like to donate um, all the links and stuff are all over my socials so uh, just go go to either my Twitter or my Instagram and you'll be able to find how to donate there um, but mate thank you so much for uh, for chatting to me through this process as well and um, 
it's been really nice chatting to you and on the night itself it was good to take your call and it was nice to hear from you and um i think i said to you on that on that call as well i was on a peak at that point so that was a that was a quite a nice conversation to have i think maybe if you had caught me two hours later it would have been a very different conversation <laughs> <laughs> it, it might have might have made some inter- entertaining content for the show but probably yeah, not so maybe. good for me and our personal relationship it, it's yeah. been awesome tracking your, your progress Ben I think you, you did absolutely awesome go and get yourself a flat coat rest those swollen legs and we'll uh, we'll catch up soon you're a legend man thank you so much Running with Jake the podcast your weekly dose of running motivation out every Wednesday never miss an episode by subscribing now it's hashtag Ask Jake and Katie wants to know if it's okay for her to switch some of her runs for an indoor bike session she can't always get out and run through lockdown and she's got an indoor bike is it okay to jump on that instead katie i think it's a great idea i'm all for cross training now remember cross training is choosing a different activity from your main activity that is very similar so for example replacing a run with something like a body combat class for for, for instance wouldn't be classed as cross training because there are different benefits there but if you're doing something that's very cardiovascular based so the classic one is is cycling or swimming as a substitute for for running then i think that's absolutely fine and it can add some nice variety to your training as well and keep you interested the one thing i would suggest you consider is where possible try to replicate the session or make the session very similar that you are substituting. So let's say you intended on doing an interval session as a run and it was perhaps something like three minutes of effort with 60 seconds of recovery. Well, you could replicate that session on the indoor bike, couldn't you? So you will get similar benefits. But all in all, I think it's a great idea. Get on the bike, get going, get yourself feeling better. If you've got a question, it's hashtag AskJay. That's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Great to have your company. We'll see you back here next time. If you want to keep up to date with all the content from today's show, the show notes are on runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. You can head over there, check out the photos, the videos, any recipes from any of the things that we talk about on the show can all be found there. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review, subscribe to the podcast. Oh, and one last thing. Your body hears everything your mind says. Unless you've got a noisy cock living next door.